Welcome to EOB Spotlight, presented by Economic Opportunity Board of Clark County in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. In this podcast, we aim to provide more resources and answers to help achieve success. Parenting isn't easy, and we understand how much support it can take. All of Crest is here to provide you the support you didn't even know you needed. So as an introduction, since April is National Child Abuse Awareness Month, it would be thought it'd be great for you to come on and kind of share your nonprofit and all the services you provide. So if you just want to start and kind of tell us about yourself and title and how long have you been with the company? Yeah, I'm Jenny Fay, and I am the Community Engagement and Development Director for Olive Crest. I have actually only been with the company for about a month and a half. Um, I've known about Olive Crest for years and I've worked in the nonprofit world and with volunteers and families for many more years. And so it's, it's really for me, super cool for all of those things to get to come together and um, converge with me working at Olive Crest to be able to support the families and kids in our community. Um, Our goal at Olive Crest is to end child abuse. And I'm looking forward to talking a little bit more about that today. Yeah. Can you kind of describe some of the programs that Olive Crest offers? Absolutely. So Olive Crest, before I get into our programs, Olive Crest has actually been around for almost 50 years. Oh, wow. Um, We started in California. I know, like such longevity there. We started in California and the name was birthed out of, I love this story so much. So our founder, Donald Blur and his wife, Lois, they took in four teenage girls and um, and it, it changed the course of the girls' lives, but it changed the course of the Valeurs' lives and their family's life. And Donald talked about how there was a moment where he like looked out in his front yard and they have an olive tree growing in their front yard and, you know, strength, rootedness, all of that, that, but he said too, he thought of the word peace, you know, like that phrase, like you offer an olive branch. So that came to mind, but then also the concept of a family crest came to mind of like belonging, being a part of a family. And so those two just really connected in his head. And that was the birth of Olive Crest, kind of symbolizing peaceful family. And then from there, they've grown into Washington as well as Nevada. And our branch in Las Vegas has been around for over 20 years. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I had no idea that it's been around for so long. And that's such a good family story. Right? I love, again, like we're serving families, but it really is from a place of connection and relationship. And so, like I said, our mission is to end child abuse. And so we have several preventative programs really designed to stop child abuse before they start. So we have a program called Strong Families. It's a 16-week in-home program where our team comes into the home. It's not a set curriculum. The whole idea is that our specialist is able to talk with the family and find out what they're needing, what they're experiencing, what the barriers and hurdles are for them, and then tailor make a plan, give steps along the way for them to be able to be a strong and thriving family for their child. Typically, these are at-risk families, um, maybe families that are on a trajectory toward child abuse. And the hope is that as they connect with strong families and get these tools and these resources, it shifts the course of their family's life away from abuse and toward 
thriving. Families can refer themselves in. They can be referred by others, schools, churches, libraries, um, CPS hotline. Any of those can refer families to us for our Strong Families program. We also have a program called Differential Response. The only way someone's in that program is through a CPS hotline referral. So we're able to work with those families and help them come up with a plan to be able to head towards stability and safety for their children. We're a family resource center. So we're one of eight in Nevada. Um, our family resource center is the one program that we have that's zip code based. And we serve North Las Vegas and Northwest Las Vegas, helping with things like food, clothing, rent assistance, utilities assistance, helping get connections for how to find a job, getting clothing for jobs, transportation, things like that. The neat thing though about that program is even though it's zip code based, we're, we're able to serve anyone once. Um, so if someone comes to us, we're able to help meet that need and then connect them with the family resource center in their area. And then our fourth um, child abuse prevention program that we have is called Safe Families. And it's a program where we actually partner with families in the community to essentially become the extended family for those in need. So a lot of times like in families, when a crisis arises, maybe, maybe mom needs to go into a treatment facility for substance abuse or maybe uh, they're experiencing homelessness or medical procedures are needed for the parents or maybe the parents just need respite. A lot of times that's where families would look to their extended family and the kids would go stay with their auntie for you know, a couple of weeks while the parents took care of things. But in Las Vegas and honestly all over the nation, there are lots of people who don't have extended family near and they don't have that support system. So then what happens is they're left with some really difficult choices when the need arises. Either parents just don't take care of what they need to take care of, which sometimes unchecked that can lead to abuse, or parents take care of the thing and just leave the kids at home and hope that they're okay, which can often be a dangerous situation, or parents reach out to DFS and the children go into the child welfare system because the parents don't know what else to do. And so for us with Safe Families, Safe Families is, it's a community program. It's not part of the child welfare system. This is not really a system at all. Families don't have to qualify to be in it. Just them wanting to access the services qualifies them. And parents retain all of their rights while the children are hosted with a family. Host families, by the way, have been fingerprinted, background checked, vetted, and trained in order to care well for children. And host families really see their, their role as helping the child be safe and in a safe and loving environment, while also relationally supporting the biological parent. So checking in with the parents, sending encouraging texts. Maybe biological mom has a job interview and the host family might reach out and say, hey, do you wanna ride to that interview? And we can practice, we can practice interview questions along the way so you feel really good when you get there. And then our family resource center is able to come alongside the biological family and help with those tangible physical resources that they might need so that everybody's really set up for success. And then at whatever point the biological family feels ready to reunify, they let us know, we help coordinate that, and then they've got their kiddos back and, and they've gained a family. So they have a, a host family that might check in with them on 
you know, Memorial Day weekend and say, hey, we're having a barbecue. I don't know if you have plans, but if you want to come over, feel free. Um, so it's a really, it's just a cool program to see people coming together. None of these programs have any charge associated with them. They're all for free because we want to be able to support kids and families in our community. We also realize though that even with these great programs, sometimes despite best efforts, sometimes it's not safe for kids to remain in the home with their parents. And that's when then they enter into the child welfare system. We, Olive Crest, we are a licensed foster agency. So families are actually able to get certified for fostering through us. They can do their training with us. It's a very supportive process. We're one-on-one, -on -one, like able to answer questions, hold their hand all along the way, make sure they get as much training as they need. And then we continue to support them even when they're fostering. So it's really important to us to support well. Um, we are not in competition with DFS. In fact, our families are licensed through DFS. All the children that are placed are placed through DFS. But we also know that's an overloaded system. And so part of the reason we're designed the way that we are is to be able to have more robust services and resources available for our foster families. So we have therapists on staff who can come into the home twice a month and work with kids, provide therapy for kids, work with parents on just parenting strategies. The kids that we serve at Olive Crest, they're considered specialized foster care, which means they all have a mental health diagnosis and or are part of a large sibling group. This takes extra effort, extra energy, extra support to care for and help raise these children. And that's where we come into play to be able to support these families. And then we also have a transitional age youth program for kids who are aging out of the foster care system. Um, studies show that kids who are aging out of foster care are so much more vulnerable to being trafficked, becoming homeless, and having substance abuse issues. So we want to rally around these young folks. I know for me, when I was 18, I was just a kid. <laughs> I didn't even know what I didn't know. And I'm so glad I had my family support system and our kids who are aging out of the foster care system, a lot of times, uh, once they hit 18, they're done, they're out. They don't really have that home to go back to. And so through our transitional age youth program, we're able to help with independent living, subsidized rent, mentorship, helping people with job skills, life skills, all of that so that they can launch into the world well. And our hope too is that this helps break the cycle of abuse one of the things that we're seeing with our kids is this is generational. They're, they were in the system, their parents were in the system, their parents' parents were in the system, and there was child abuse all throughout that. And so all of our programs are designed to help break that cycle, but especially with our transitional age youth program, helping them have the tools that they need in order to have the future that they want to build the family that they want and, and help things be different moving forward for them. It's, it's really incredible. I know I've just talked through a whole lot of information <laughs> in a short period of time, um, but we just have so many great things going on to be able to support the kids and families in our community. So that all being said, what questions do you have? <laughs> that was so much great information. I mean, it's, it's amazing that you deal with so many ages of kids to young kids yeah. to the teenagers, especially since as a teenager, you think you know the world, but it's often yes. that it's 
much different than what you expected. And especially if you don't have a su- strong support group, I mean, it's scary, yeah. especially now yeah. with COVID, everything is a lot more difficult than it used to be. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So- and I would say that's something that we've seen like with COVID of um, just people being more closed off, even on the volunteer side, you know, we, we definitely want and need more foster families and more host families for a safe families program. And I know with COVID, people weren't so sure about welcoming others into their home because they weren't sure how they felt about that. And we saw too, even with biological families having needs, one, the needs were increased, but two, there was increased um, uncomfortability with either going out to access the services that you need or welcoming someone into your home for the services. Yeah, so how would a family interested in fostering apply? Go to our website, olivecrest.org slash Nevada. And then um, when you scroll on the page, you can click on a a little picture that says fostering. And then you can click contact us. What that does is that gives us your info and we we will reach out and call you and just start talking about, here's what the process is. What are your questions? What are your concerns? How can we help you navigate that? Are there any requirements that the uh, families need to have in order to apply? There are various requirements, but a lot of times that's dealt with on a case-by-case situation, just based family by family. Yeah. And are there any other urgent needs? Um, Do you guys take donations? Are you just really looking for foster families? We do take donations. Because of COVID, if things are going to be donated, we do ask that they're brand new um, just to be on the safe side of things. But also financial donations are really important to us. We have some public funding that we receive, but then we also supplement that a lot with private funding to be able to have the robust programs that we have, again, to help prevent child abuse and to support our foster families and our transitional age youth well. Yeah. And then do, what are, is there any future goals that all of Crest is kind of looking to do? Yes, we have so many goals. Um, you know one of the goals is so there's 4,000 kids in um, Clark County child welfare system right now waiting to be placed with families so one of our goals is to be able to drastically shrink that number and help those kids get placed with families um, while they while they await reunification with their biological families so that's one goal that we have Another goal that we have down the road is actually to build our own space. Um, We have offices right now and they're fine and serve our purpose in so many ways. But what we envision is a two-story property where on the bottom floor, we'll be able to have a resource center. Like right now we have a resource room and that's good. And parents can come and find diapers and food, all that. We wanna have a resource center with so much more that folks can come and and get when they're in need. We wanna have a learning center would have visitation space for parents and kids, training space for the community, biological parents, foster parents, we'll house our offices there. And then on the second floor, we wanna be able to have apartments for a transitional age youth. Like right now we have our transitional age youth just in an apartment complex in the community and that's fine, but there are some of the apartments amidst the whole community and we want to have our own apartments. Again, just to be able to be closer and provide better support for those youth as they're really at a pivotal time in their lives. So true. So true. That would be amazing. I mean, 
especially being able to be in close contact, you can really help more than anywhere else. Yes, yes, that's the dream. So we're working you, on it. What's the, been the biggest challenge that you've noticed to the clients in your community here? Um, I'd say COVID has, like I mentioned, COVID has been a big challenge of, you know, a lot of our services require relationship, opening up your home, going into someone else's home. And with COVID, like that's been challenging. And so just figuring out how we still communicate to people. Everybody has different comfort levels, but we are still here and we are still open and we are still available for what's needed. And for any parents who might be listening, who might be in need of your service or interested in learning more, what do you? what's your message to them in case they are hesitant, in case they don't know if they qualify for this? I would say call us. Um, you know, I, I had a parent call in the other week and he was a dad who just said, I just want to be a better dad. Can y'all help with that? Yeah. Wow. Had a school call us a few weeks ago and said, okay, we've got this mom who has eight kids and one of them just got diagnosed with a mental health issue. I think they're really struggling. We want to help. So, you know, wherever you fall, if, if the thoughts going through your head, I could use a little extra support, please call us. We want to help. That's great. And so can you give your um, information, contact information? Yes. Uh, so our website, I would say, is the best place to start, which is olivecrest.org slash Nevada. On there, you can find a lot of click-through information, but then also a couple of different phone numbers. Um, our main phone number will be on there, but we do also have a safe families hotline. Um, we know that sometimes when those crises happen, someone needs to call us in the moment. A few weeks ago, we had a mom who she was experiencing kidney failure and had literally checked herself out of the hospital against doctor's orders because she had kids, had to go take care of them, didn't know what to do. She was able to reach out to us um, and we were able to connect those kids with the host family so mom could check back into the hospital. Um, so that way people on our website can kind of decide what's the best way for them to reach out, how do they feel most comfortable reaching out. That's great. And then I know you mentioned earlier about how you place kids with families. Is it a time limit of like, is it a short-term thing? I mean, or what's the time length on it? For our foster families, uh, that time length is whatever the time length is agreed with their caseworker and all of that, always with the hope of reunification with parents. With safe families, it's anywhere from one night to six months. Um, anywhere along that spectrum, you know, we have some parents reaching out and it's just a weekend here and there. Um, one mom who's had done services with us in the past has some medical issues. And so at various times when she needs to go in for different medical procedures, she'll reach out and we're able to help her child get placed with the hosting. The fun thing about them is usually it's like with the same family that the kiddo already knows. Um, so sometimes that's the case or sometimes it's maybe a longer, hey, we have a couple of months that we need in order to be able to get our feet underneath us. And we don't want our children to feel the instability that, that we're okay absorbing while we get this figured out. Yeah, I mean, that's great to know that you do such short term too, because I know a lot of people might be busy with trying to get to an interview and may yes. not have that babysitting support that they're used to having, especially in Vegas where your support circle may be much smaller or you're fearful of bringing your kid around grandma with yeah. COVID. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's so good to know. Okay. Anything else you'd like to share? Um, 
I think I really just want people to know one that we exist, we're still here and we are ready and waiting to help anybody that we can. And I wanna encourage folks, um, like you mentioned, if, if maybe you yourself are feeling the need, please reach out. Or if you know someone who might benefit from our services, um, we'd love for you to refer them to us so that we can support well. Also, if you've, you've thought about being involved in opening your home, whether it's through fostering or becoming a host family, please reach out. We'd love to talk with you more about that. Sounds great. Thank you so much. We are so excited to have you on and hope that this will be a great kind of information as we celebrate National Child Abuse Awareness Month. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity to share and thanks, yeah, for spotlighting the kids and families in our community. Yes, thank you. Hope you've enjoyed listening to today's episode and make sure you reach out to all of Crest if you're a parent in need. See you soon.